Wait, this is a great highlight reel, too. This though, is great. It. Chris, start, just, just start rolling. recording. Oh, we're already rolling? Yeah. All right, come yeah. on. Yeah, this is great. So when you're coming in, and folks, you're listening to Anime and Beyond, we're watching highlight reels with Dennis the Menace Bermudez. Of course, he is a UFC featherweight. Just doing his thing. A couple of bad calls, man. And I know I'm waiting until Ray gets here. Mm. Ray Longo doing his thing. He should be here shortly, and I'm going to wait because fight shape. He lights him up. Man. Oh, yeah. He gets when a little... He, he I tell you what, when it, comes to, when it comes to Dennis, I get a little ignited. Dennis, too, welcome, brother. Thanks for having me, guys. Good oh, to have you. Good to have you. We're watching your highlight reels. For me, of course, because I'm the boring guy in the room, when I watch your intensity before the fight, whether it be walking through, walking to the octagon, or, or the pacing you're doing while you're in there, what's going through your mind? Are you actually thinking something, or are you trying not to think things? Um, it's go time. You know, it's just, uh, I actually remember like when I was in college, I was wrestling the number ninth ranked guy who had beat me early in the year. Like he almost like tech falled me, you know, and I remember getting ready and uh, you know, like I wasn't supposed to win, you know, and, uh, like I even didn't think I was going to win, but I, I never quit. You know, I'm, I'm going in there. I'm going to give it my all, you know, no matter what. And I remember talking to my coach back after I beat this guy, I'm going to do a back. He's like, you win, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I was like, all right. Like, you know, and I beat him in overtime, just like, you know, when I get in there to just hard pace, get a guy tired. Um, so it, it's kind of like when I'm in there pacing, it's just like letting everybody else know that I'm ready, that I'm oh, ready to I'm rock ready. and roll, you know? Yeah. So it's like primal. Yeah. That's a primal moment. Now, when you're in there, can you hear your coaches? Yes. Yeah. You can hear your coaches. Yeah. You're not. You have. You're. You're conscious that you don't like go. Go. Go black and just go. Yeah. When when you're is. when you're in there and I, I people ask me that like can, you know can you be tickled like your body at the it, it's it's legit fight or flight you know sure. what matters for survival are the instincts that tune in if a guy farted you're not smelling it right your eyes are totally alert your muscles are 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 firing and, and your feel is on balance and everything is everything is is everything that matters for survival is very heightened huh. you know um so yeah i mean so like uh you know i'm i'm in tune with my coaches and stuff like that that matters to me you know i'm listening to that but like the crowd you don't really it's it's kind of like a a numbed out like, like uh, a, almost like a white noise in the yeah, background yeah yeah right? yeah and that should be right is that i mean i would think so but i you know from the well from a physiological or or concentration well, no, perspective, listen, right? It's fight or flight. So yeah. fight or flight has different... Would narrow uh, down. Uh, yeah, it has yeah. different... Just like you get tunnel vision at the same time, sometimes things seem a little slow motion. So what's happening is, it, for those of you who have cameras, and you can set your video camera to say 60 frames per second. So let's say our eyes or our experience, because our eyes are pretty flawed. So we actually see... Let's just say we see at 1,000 frames per section per second. When you go into fight or flight, you actually get to see at like 5,000. Mm -hmm. And that's why things seem slow motion because it's coming in like a camera. It's coming in. It's, your eyes open up. It allows in more light and you actually see it see more detail, which is why things seem slow motion right, to you. Right. It's because you're Pretty experiencing cool. them. So some people have that. Other people just fucking, I don't hear shit, I don't see shit, and I don't, I don't remember what happened. Right. right. They did great yeah. where their, their training comes in, and, and that's where you get into all the neuroscience of it, of, of how you just 
you know, what I, what I was doing with Pete Cell today. Drillers are killers. Right. You know, I just want to, I want to be so comfortable with this. I don't know any other way. And, uh, and so, yeah, it varies, which is why probably some people are more successful than mm -hmm. others. We're talking to a UFC fighter. So you're talking about, and the people who are in com combat sports, you're talking about a 1% right. of those. So of he's, a, he's 1% gonna, of elite athletes, uh, of right? Elite athletes. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking yeah. to someone who has made it this far. So he's going to have that awareness where he could hear his coaches and he can be aware of, hey, I'm ready, I'm ready. There's a lot of people, most people are going to just, I don't know what happens. Right. So like you're saying how things slow down, something that definitely slows down while you're in there scrapping is the time. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. so like this minute felt like forever. <laughs> how much time, you know, you see guys look at the clock like, oh my God, we're only that far into this round. You were becoming a subject victim of Einstein's relativity. That's what that is. Really cool. You are a yeah, subject yeah. victim of Einstein's theory of relativity. If you're, if you're walking on the beach with somebody you love, uh, 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 two minutes, three minutes feels like, mm. oh, I went by in a second. This has been an hour already. But put your hand on the stove and see how 10 seconds feels. It's you are a subject victim, yeah. time being relative to the experience. So because you have to pay attention to every little move, if I have you, if I, if I have side control on you, you have to pay attention to where my arm is, where my hand is. Why is he tucking it under my... You have to pay attention at every yeah. moment. So you yeah. are experiencing every 60 seconds. Yeah, so when I'm, when I'm training, getting ready for a fight, and I'm in the sauna, I'm like, oh, like, I want to get out right now. It's like, you can do five minutes. Yeah. Like, you have, the fight is going to feel long. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be comfortable. Sit in here for five minutes. Sit in here. And that's why experiential things yeah. matter. So that's why if you're in that sauna, instead of just thinking about being in that sauna, that's why things, and this is something like um, Daria would talk about probably. Right. Find yourself something to do while in that sauna, some sort of puzzle. Oh, some no. sort oh of yes. Puzzle. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, that goes like, yeah, 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 wipe his phone yes. off with a yeah. towel. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that'll make the time also, again, using Einstein's theory for, uh, for your benefit. But, I mean, in the fight, there's no video game to help no, pass the time. So it's not. like, focus on your breathing. Let's, you know, think. Like, So while I'm fighting, I try to do that as well. So yeah. this last, my last fight, I actually tried to breathe through my nose the whole time. And try to stay at, at yeah. your best there. Yeah, yeah. Just try and stay at your best there because as you're learning, and I'm sure getting ready for your fight, you'll, you'll put yourself with your teammates. Uh, you'll put yourself in really crappy positions yeah. consistently. yeah. Um, I see that Ray do that. Mm -hmm. I, I see Ray doing that. Um, one time I got to see it, uh, Ray with Chris. I think he was training uh, Chris. And he had like big dudes like Volante on there. And just after hitting and then they stop hitting for a second and Volante tackles him down. And it's like just one grueling position after another and go and go and go. But you see that that trigger mechanism when you can do something like concentrate on your breathing. Right. How conscious you actually are when you're able to say, I'm going to try and breathe through my nose while someone who's trained to knock me unconscious <laughs> is, is, is doing their best to be successful. That shows, man. And that's why, Tony, you know, you're at that elite level in the UFC. Right, right. Yeah. In mindset, I try to carry throughout my training camps is be comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Sure. You know, so like I'm doing sprints. I'm like, I want to die. Like just you'll right. die. Like you won't die. You know, you'll go unconscious first. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that's exactly it's the same military mindset. The military right. mindset is that is that you will just. You just make it worse and worse. That's and one worse. thing, man, with like swimmers and stuff like that, where like you will drown, but we're gonna bring you back. I'm like, ah, 
They do that in special operations. Oh, they pretty much tell them that, right? I have no. a oh, can I do that? <laughs> I have a nephew can I who went do that. that. They, they, yes, you can because you have that same mindset. Going when, it you, when someone when someone you're when you're doing jujitsu and you you see a lot of people doing jujitsu or they'll they'll get someone will get a triangle on them and they'll go out. They won't tap. They'll go out. I'll wake up. That's you'll tough revive though. Me. That's tough but, to but do. But doing the the swimming thing is the same for that mindset. I agree with you in water. I wouldn't be as brave. But the people who volunteer to do that. They'll do it, man, and 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 behind the the military mechanism behind it, man. I we were talking about this. I think it was Ray um, at Jenny's party. We were talking about how important it is that they get you at a young age, because if I if the military mm, asked me to do the walk. stuff that they had me do when I was exactly. eighteen or nineteen, yeah. I'd be like, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. There's no way I would yeah. do that, and f you for even asking me. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, I, I that's why I respect so many uh, veterans. My brother, 24 yeah, yeah. years in special Amen, forces, man. man. He he was he was 40 years old doing crazy shit, man. That, and and God for bless them all, it really. takes a special uh, a special yeah. breed to do that, man. So through your how did what's your road to the UFC look like? Was it was it uh, was it athletics as far as wrestling were you always in some sort of karate did you find your way to mixed martial arts in, in, in a different way it's actually pretty ironic that i got to where i am now because i mean anybody that knows me pretty well knows i'm a very non-confrontational person you know we could you know we we're eating dinner if i went outside and some guy was like yo you why don't you go fuck yourself I'm like oh okay like yeah. i'm not gonna be like <laughs> what right what'd yeah, you right, say right. like get over here right. like i don't i don't care like i right. know what i'll do to you you know um so I no I I grew up playing you know all different kinds of sports I played uh, soccer dabbled in baseball a little bit dabbled in lacrosse a little bit played football for a long time uh, wrestled tra track and field you grew up in Long Island uh, I'm actually from upstate New York right. Saugerties um, so uh, which you know in in raising my kids I think it's very important that they're in all these different sports because they say you know some of the best athletes are not specialized in a sport at a young age, they play a ton of different sports, and then they specialize as they get older. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So then I, I I fell in love with wrestling, and uh, in in ninth grade I ran a four fifty nine uh, mile, and then in tenth grade you ran a four fifty in ninth yeah. grade under yeah. five That's in like ninth as a, grade as like a yeah. what, well 13, I was I was hundred and and. 18 pounds still, well that doesn't make the mile any shorter <laughs> yeah and with your stride well, length that's yeah, phenomenal yeah and then uh every year i gained about like you know almost 20 pounds of muscle you know so in 10th grade i, I my best mile was a 503 you know throughout the whole year trying i'm like ah so i'm not gonna be able to beat it you know because I, I then i was i don't like 130 something like that you know um I'm just getting too heavy to, you know, to, to keep that thing, that pace. Um, and I really loved wrestling. And I didn't, didn't do what I wanted to do the pre the previous years. I want to be a state champ, you know, or at least go to states. So I took the steps necessary to do that. So I started um, after, like, football practice. I would drive an hour up to Albany, go to wrestling practice for an hour, drive an hour back. Um, and then my junior year, instead of doing track and field, I wrestled – all all off season um but yeah so hidden in that body that looks all type two two i would say uh two b muscle fiber or maybe two a fast oxidative glycotic is a kid who's probably this is why he's got a, a really good tank i mean you probably so when you look at the way you're built right yeah. you don't 
picture at any given point, even if you were in ninth grade, a hundred and would you say you were one oh what? Like one eighteen. One eighteen, yeah. okay. That you would you would excel that quickly in the mile. Yeah. Um, that's an indication that physiologically you're the exact opposite to an extent of what you look like now. Yeah. And, and, you know, but it explains in part your good tank with all that muscle on you. I think uh, the reason why I have a, a good tank naturally is like, you know, growing up playing soccer, like hurt, I did right, not right. want to lose. So I was a center mid and like I played at an age where there wasn't real strategy. It was like, are you faster? Are you a good shot? Right. I'm like, cool. You know, there wasn't too much, you know, ball play. So I would go on defense, get the ball, bring it up. School, you know, what I mean, I would play the whole field, and it's a huge, huge field, and there was like for ninety minutes. There was no, yeah, there was no yeah. like getting tired. It was win, like figure right. it out, you know. Like I'd push kids down, like ah, like we're losing, you know. Um, so back to uh, getting into MMA, um, I fell short of of I was a two time section runner up. So when I was wrestling in high school, you had to win your section to go to states. Right. Both guys that beat me took fifth. Um, I went on to wrestle on and wrestle in college. I, no, no recruiting. Nobody recruited me. I got one letter from like a D three school. I'm like, I'm not wrestling D three. I'm going like bigger, going home, you know. So I walked on to Bloomsburg. My uh, great grandfather was a president there for 30 years. So I was a shoe in. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but I, I, I walked on and I proved my my worth and uh, ended up getting like a little bit of scholarship money. Um, was ranked uh, 22nd in the nation at 149, beat guys in the top 10. Um, and then I uh, had a kid that wasn't mine, that turned out not to be mine. I raised a kid for two years. Wait, I had what? A, yeah. So, yeah. Hold yeah. on a second. Wait, what? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so you wait, can, you, yeah, hold, we can go into hold that. Hold on a second. So yeah. I'll let Mr. Wait, Maraboli wait, steer wait, that. Wait, go wait. on. So, so this is what I'm hearing so far. Okay. What I'm hearing so far, and, and Fight Shape, you'll know this. This kid's got a work ethic on him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This kid's work ethic. Fears it not. He, uh, uh, he demands it because yep, yep. he's outcome-oriented. I've watched it. He's outcome-oriented, and he'll pay whatever price it is to get there. So I see that. So at what point – so you're in the middle of, of, of living your life. Yeah, yeah. So it was – right. What's up, big dog? Man has entered it. Never said a word. Woo. Come on Ray in. Longo in the Ray house. Entered the house. <laughs> What's up, Ray? Right. You're, you're, you're missing yeah. this great story. So uh, we're, we're, we're actually we're just getting well, to I'm it. Missing it because you started without me. So, That's all right. so <laughs> Dennis is on just a. Just his story. I, I want to point out something that nobody heard or saw before we get back to Dennis's story. Nobody heard or saw this. So Dennis uh, was kind enough to come today, and and he's on a on a kind of a quick timetable. So. We, we, we got started a little bit before Ray was getting here. Not a second after I said, let's keep it going. When Ray comes in, we'll keep it going. Not a second after I say it, empty receipt jumps over Don't the Ray's table. table. Yeah, wow. yeah, and yeah, the yeah. reason nobody knows it, Ray, he didn't say a word. He just wanted yeah. to sit there. He, he, I was so fascinated. He, he was I'm so fascinated <laughs> by relativity. And I that that I was really fascinated oh, by that. Whole, yeah, and then the eyes getting and everything getting. Yeah. That I was just into it. And and I went and I just was keeping your seat warm. No, right, but he was. And now, he now was, I've come back was, to my spot. He was really corner. excited yeah, at all. So so, so I, I'm I'm boring the audience with Dennis's. Uh, no, uh, I don't want. I feel like uh, I interrupted the story. Go ahead, Dennis. No, well, well, let <laughs> me tell you. I, let me tell you. We we, we got to uh, how'd you get to the UFC? So he's he's right now telling us he was he was wrestling in college. 
He's got a work ethic that is uh, in par with an elite athlete. And then he slips in there. By the way, at that time, I had a, I had a kid that I raised for two years yeah. that no, turned I, out I, I, I not the, to I be noticed, mine. I know the story. So wait, that's how, a, that's so, a gut-wrenching so, story. So how, did this, so how does this happen, and how does it impact after raising two years? Um, so um, my parents were separated at, you know, when I was young. My mother lived in Pennsylvania about like an hour and 15 minute, minutes from Bloomsburg. Um, and I had been going and seeing my mom in the town pool. I'm doing double flips and stuff like that. So, like, people knew me around the pool, you know? Was, sure. They knew me around the town. It wasn't a big town. It's like an Amish country, Pennsylvania. Um, so, anyways, there was uh, a gal there that I had known for a very long time. And she was, like, cruising through my college. And, she, you know, I'm like, hey, stop in. So, like, had some drinks and bada bing, bada boom. Bada you know? <laughs> bada and, bada you know? And then time goes on. And I was – it was the um, – the summer of my sophomore year, I had wrestled internationally at the Canada Cup. I was sponsored by Nyack Wrestling, and, and um, she calls me up like, hey, we got to talk. I'm like, she wants another piece of the big dog, there it you, is. Know? Uh, <laughs> when you, you know? So I was like, when are you coming home? I'm like, I, I don't like when I, you know, whenever. I, I'll come home right now if you want right, me right. to, you know, if that's what you're trying to, you know? Um, so long story short, she's like, I'm like, what do you, what do you, what do you got to talk about? What are you, pregnant? She's like, yes. I'm like, so I laughed at her for one hour straight. No, you're not. Shut up. Fuck you. You know, like, no, get out of here, you know. Um, and then I just stepped up to the table and was like, oh, she, like, this is. So I went and saw her, and she was seven months pregnant, like, belly and all. I'm like, whoa. Jeez. Like, we were having, like, keg parties out in my backyard, like, and I was like, I'm being a dad. Like, I can't be doing this. So, like, my buddies would be out in the backyard, like, in the pool and stuff like that. I was, like, up in my room, like, locked myself in, like, dad shouldn't be doing you know and sure. uh my whole my whole priorities had changed it was when i was you know when people asked me what i went to college for to wrestle you know right, <laughs> right but you know with the kid on the table i was like well now i need to become an all-american you know wrestling and now i have to become i want to be on the dean's lists and i want to become you know father of the year you know so i put a ton of pressure on myself i ended up like buckling really bad where like i was like partially suicidal with my coach was like bro what is going like I'll start losing guys I shouldn't lose to just as soon as I get in the wrestling room like stress would just like I would sure. be zapped with it you know just pressure you know um so one day my coach called me up my off to his office and I come in there my mom's I'm like mom like what are you doing here you know it's like big dog sit down we gotta talk it's like dude I gotta pull you off the starting lineup but you're gonna kill yourself I'm like no nah, like stop like no nah, I can do it like come on you know um now, so once he pulled me, like a, a ton of pressure got released, and now I started cr crushing people again. I got on the dean's list, and um, so this went on for like a year, you know, where I was I was going back and forth to see the kid, you know, and then I uh, the following year, like I, I stayed home with them for the summer. I was like, I have to go back to school. I'm like, I'm not leaving like my family, you know. So sure. I started do. I was working like two jobs, and I was going to school full time. And like being a dad, like where I would pull in you a parking had, lot. You had embraced the yeah. Role. No, I would pull in a parking lot sometimes for twenty minutes just to like get sleep for twenty minutes and I'd, I'd keep it going. You know, yeah. I get up like three o'clock in the morning, drive forty five minutes one direction, work UPS from four a.m. to eight a.m., drive all the way to school. You know, then do landscaping. You know, um, so then uh, you know I. She, you know, our relationship started getting like rocky, you know, and uh, turns out she's like seeing another guy. 
So now I'm in Amish country, Pennsylvania, living with my mom and my grandmother at, at 22 with a two-year-old. I'm like, fuck, man. I did not see my life looking like this. You know, when you're growing up. Yeah, you definitely you know, you don't have, see that. You, yeah, so I'm like, this sucks. Like, And she, I was only making like, I don't know, buck 35 a week at, at UPS, you know. <laughs> right. And uh, she like controlled me so hard. Like if I didn't like agree with her terms and conditions, she'd be like, all right, well, let's go to court and you can give me child support. I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. Like whatever you want. Right. I'm like, this fucking sucks, you know. So I was like. The only way I could get out of this is if the kid isn't mine. So I went and got a paternity test done. and wow, uh, that's how that came about. Yeah. Wow. I didn't and she was like a, she was like a emotional terrorist. Wow. Like See, I don't do domestic hostage. issues. I don't yeah, even know crazy. this, and I've known you for six yeah, years. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, when I uh, got the, the paperwork in, you know, my I was living with my cousin at the time. She's like, hey, Dennis, your, 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 you know, the results came in. Do you want to read them? Or I was like, no, you could read them. She's on her laptop. You know, she's like, she kind of got this like, oh, shit. She like looked over and I was like, I knew it. Like, fucking print that out. And I called her up like, where are you at? She's like, I'm at work. I'm like, I'm on my way. You know, she's like, and then she called me while I was on the way. Like, if this is an event, the kid was named Dawson. If this has nothing to do with Dawson. Like, I don't want to fight at work. I'm like, this has everything to do with Dawson, you know? And uh, I pull up to her work, and she, like, I was, I, obviously, she could see, like, I'm just enraged, sure. you know? So I'm like, get over, like, get in the car. She's like, no, I'm not getting in the car. I'm like, get, so she walks over to the car, and I'm like, who were you with before me? She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, are you 100% sure Dawson's mine? She was like, well, 99.9. .9. I took the paperwork, and I threw it at her. Better man than I am, man. I took the paperwork, I threw it at her, and I just, I, I left. Better dude I, than I, rolled I rolled out, and it, that was it. Wow. wow. Yeah. Heavy stuff. You know what? I've known you for six years, and I yeah. didn't even know that because yeah. people start talking about it, and I bail. I don't want to know any domestic yeah. issues. It's none of my and business. Then, but this, is, this is something that shaped. This is the uh, greatest messages come out of the greatest messes. This is one of those situations. Yeah, yeah. and so with that being um, with that being that story going on, you know, prior to doing that, you know, when MMA was really starting to hit the scene, uh, like, you know, Matt was champion, and I had this, like, stocky build on this really you know aggressive wrestling style so people at bars like dude why don't you get this mma stuff i'm like ah just i don't have time if i did i would you know i would crush it i know i would you know like being cocky sure. like half drunk at a bar you know <laughs> and then when i found out the kid was mine i had this time like in my head i had talked this this shit that if i did it i would crush it and no one was like hey you don't have a kid now you have time like why don't you get an mma like just to myself i was like I talked the shit about if I did it, I would crush it. So like now I have time. Like let's, I did it. You know, um, wow. I would, you know, I'd get drunk and watch Cerrone fight. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck him up. Like I could definitely take him <laughs> down. You know, <laughs> but hang on, I truly believed it. Right. You yeah. know, um, so you you find a, a a local gym. You 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 talk to people. You find out where the fighters train, and you go go there. How how does well? That I was happen? I was I was home and. Uh, my my younger brother's best friend, his name is Joey Gambino, who's in the UFC for a little bit. Um, he had been training MMA for like eight eight months. He had two amateur fights. Like, hey, Dennis, come down. You're great wrestling. Let's let's work. You know. So I was like, yeah, I'll come down. You know. So we start you know doing some takedowns and stuff with that. And you know how it turns into like not just wrestling. It turns into like, yeah, can you tap me? You know. So like I was like tapping him out with like just pure wrestling moves. You know. And his coach was like, how old are you? I'm like 22. He's like, dude, you have got to get into this. I'm like, well, 
I don't know, you know, because I mean, I'm, I remember younger watching UFC, like no chance would I ever do. Those guys are animals, you know, and um, so my neighbor who was training uh, my buddy Joey Gambino as well was like, hey, we were at a pizzeria. He's like, hey, man, there's a fight then it's month. You should do it. <laughs> I'm like, I trained one time. He's like, dude, you'll be fine. I'm like, uh, I don't know. He's like, dude, trust me. You'll be I see these guys. You'll be fine. So I'm like. Okay, so then I went back to where I was living in Pennsylvania, and Steve Blackman had his own gym. So I walked in there. I was like, Steve, like I didn't know him. I was, I was like, Where's your best guy? He's like, Oh, in the back. I'm like, All right. Like I just start grappling with his best guy. I mean, they tapped me out a few times, but like it wasn't like easy. So I mean, w- walking into that gym just off of my pure wrestling, I was better than ninety percent of the guys just off of wrestling alone. I'm just being tough, you know. Um, and then some of the guys went pro, and I was beating those guys. After a couple of months, I was beating everybody. Um, I just needed to learn how to throw a punch. Right. Um, and uh, I was like, you can make money doing this? I, was, I remember my no, first fight can. was, was mean, $400, $400 a fight, $400 a win. And I won. I was like, who, like, who won? Drinks on me. Like, <laughs> and I was making $135 a week. Right. I made $800 in one, in, in one, one round. Right. I was like, dude, this is, I'm into this, you know? Um, And then it just, and I was working at UPS where to advance, you had to have seniority. You just had to have time. Whereas in MMA, and we talked about work ethic, the more you do, the higher you up. So I was like, I fought nine times in my first year. You climb a lot quicker than UPS. I fought nine times in the first year I was in MMA. So I, I fought four amateurs, amateur fights, and then... You know, a bunch of pro, you know, five pros, something like that. So, so did fighting bring you to Long Island? Um, so I was, I, w- I was fighting um, in Pennsylvania, and then somebody had hit me up on Facebook, and there was a. Do you remember the Shine fights? No. They it was they had a pay per view where it was a one night tournament, almost like the old school like UFC. The old school UFC. Yeah. So it was it was supposed to be in uh, Virginia. And the week of the fight, the commission's like, no, nah, you can't fight multiple times in one night. Like, get out of here. So they moved it to uh, uh, an Indian reservation in Oklahoma. So I went out there with my one guy. <laughs> Seems legit. Yeah, and, like, there was people online talking about how they didn't pay fighters from the last time. But I, I saw Oklahoma. 50 grand to win a tournament, and I was undefeated. I was 5-0. and oh. I was like – I told UPS, I'm like, hey, listen – I quit. I'm gonna go make fifty grand right now, and I'll see you guys. No, sure. like, you know, if you, no, they're like, oh man, if you ever want your job back, you know, because you know I'm a hard worker. So I went there. I, I ended up. Uh, I beat um, Shannon Gergerty in the first round, like a, like a grinder. He was a a UFC vet at the time, like and was was out. Um, but it was very. It's like which one didn't belong? Like everyone had like. 17 and 5 <laughs> right. and 26 and, and 4 and then me 5 and 0 oh. <laughs> you know uh, so I beat Shannon Gurgity and then the next round I had Drew Fickett who I found out afterwards had knocked out Josh Koscheck, mm, who wow. was like one of my idols at the sure, time yeah. you know but I didn't know that I like knocked him down to the ground and then uh, he like called me down I'm like what you call me down like went down there and got into a rapper match with him and he ended up uh, getting my neck 
And that sucked. Like, I was my first loss. Like, fuck this shit. I quit. Like, this is <laughs> bullshit. Fuck, yeah, fuck this, you know? But I had 15 grand. Oh, you won 15? Hey, man. So to that? win. Wow. So the first, so if you. So that's a year at UPS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, I was like, Mom, Graham, I'm out of here. And, and living where I was living in Pennsylvania, I had five friends, and two of them had jobs, and one of them had a car. Great guys. Like, if I was like, hey, dude need you for this like they're there but i was like that's not the kind of you, you know i want to be surrounded sure. by people i want to be like where where's their money right and i've had a lot of family growing up on long island my, my whole life and you know fancy cars nice girls i was like that's let's go to long island that's good <laughs> fancy cars and nice figure it out figure it out that's got a here. lot of hair and big hair and <laughs> big hair <laughs> Folks, no, not everybody has big hair. Folks, you're listening to <laughs> MMA and Beyond. We're speaking with Dennis the Menace Bermudez, UFC featherweight fighter. He's got 20 wins in the UFC. And uh, we want to say thank you to Onnit, our sponsor. Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, and entrepreneurs. Make sure you check out onnit.com slash MMA Beyond. I know a lot of you out there buy Onnit products. So make sure you use promo code MMA Beyond. It helps us out and it helps you get a discount. Also, a special shout out to Aubrey Marcus. Looks like you got into a little car crash, brother. We're all wishing you well. All of us here at MMA and Beyond wishing you a speedy recovery. So, so Dennis, buddy, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not being on the judges' side these last yeah. things, man. I know we're gonna Ray, Ray go to work on we're, this we're, we're, buddy. What, what, what do you think it is, man? What, how, and, and how do you channel that frustration and not let it turn into a trauma? I and mean, the like some of the like I've I've gone as deep to because I was on the card when Connor fought Mendez, and I remember Mendez coming out and him getting booed in the United States. I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. Like, why? Like, and I was like, Americans, like, we suck as a country a little bit, right? Like, how are we not, like, in our own, you know, whereas, like, Ireland, Brazil, they, when those guys come out, like, they're, they're, well, they're they, they, like, they make it nationalistic. Yeah. Whereas we, I'm like, so I'm like, maybe I can grab some, like, Puerto Rican fans. So I, I went and I put up the, <laughs> the Puerto Rican, for, for my, you know, uh, tell it takes, I put up the, the Puerto Rican flag versus, you know, and, uh, Hang on, this is gonna sound crazy, but I'm like, maybe the judges are sitting there like, close fight, America. That's the I can't. That's the huh. only way I could. I I got so mad at my manager after the fight. I called them the last. I'm like, I told you to switch that over to the, the USA flag. He's like, I'm like, send me the email, and he, he did. <laughs> like, I couldn't. But, I, but I couldn't go, justify. Hey, how it. crazy is it that this is what he's looking to justify? Yeah. And there's no I accountability that, that, that's and no. What happens? You start reaching for straws, but I, I hope that's not true. Uh, Ray, uh, we've spoken a lot on this show about accountability of judges. How there's no, there's no real accountability, nor is there any way of referencing what they were thinking. You can't even ask them. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Is you don't really know what they were looking at. Yeah. Um, I mean, because I've talked to Tony about it multiple times. If you take my fight against uh, Glenn and put it in North Carolina and my fight against Philly and put it in Idaho, I mm. win those fight. I guess. We think so. Yeah. Well, I, I, would, I, mean, I would think even Wonderboy Till in the United States, yeah. Wonderboy wins. So until they figure that out, it's going to be a it's – a, it's actually a nightmare. 
Yeah. I think it's a, they don't realize the impact they have on people. So, Well, it, it impacts not only your mindset, because now you don't know what they're looking for. And at yeah. the, at the yeah. same time, it impacts, from a business perspective, it impacts your your wage, really. Because yeah, they, yeah. they can use, yeah. even if it's last couple of decisions are questionable decisions, they can say, hey, listen, you're coming off a couple of losses, man. Yeah, I, I followed up. You know, They asked me to do a couple of post-fight um, interviews after the fight. And I I touched on a little bit about how, like, the NBA guys, when they lose, like, they still go back to their mansions and their Ferraris. Like, man, I got two kids. I Like, I go back and I'm like, start looking at prices while I'm grocery shopping for <laughs> apples, you know, like, well, this one looks, I can't get the organic <laughs> ones. They're a little, <laughs> a little steep, <laughs> you know, which it, it sucks, you know. I think uh, it's, it's one thing if I was in the UFC for – one one year, one and a half years, and like, well, yeah, and like, yeah, put your time in. I've been in the UFC for seven years, and I'm like, just getting by. And I, I don't think I'm like this, like, I don't wear Gucci, and right? Like, you don't, you know, right? You're not throwing your money away. I've got clothes from college still that I still wear because I'm like, it's still good. My lady's like, throw that out, it's outdated. I'm like, babe, it covers my body. Like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's to to think that a professional athlete in a billion dollar multi billion dollar organization is saying this, with 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 a record like that, and to have that kind of longevity in in a sport that really doesn't offer longevity a lot. That's that's a uh, it's it, to me that's just insane. I mean, from a business perspective, they're playing it brilliantly, but oh, yeah. but for but for for the fighters' perspective, that's that's a horrible horrible way. I forget who I was speaking with, but I remember early in my career being like, man, that's kind of crazy, like, what we're getting paid for in relation to other sports. And they're like, the owners own a casino. I'm like, wow, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they're, they're business guys. I get it, you know. It, um, that's all it is. That's it, 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 all it is. And it's it's interesting to speak with fighters who, who don't see that. Yeah, who don't see that this is a business. So when yeah. when they're looking at different aspects of it and what should be, you, yeah. you hear a lot of fighters use the word "should." What should be this and should be that? Yeah, th- sure. But we yeah. could we can say that about anything. But from the business aspect, I get it. Is yeah, I get it. You're just again subject victim uh, of it. And 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 we've got interesting things happening in, in in the MMA industry altogether. Ray, you and I were talking the other night about. This PFL man, they they, they they picked up another twenty plus million dollars in investors. Congratulations, but right. I, I, don't, I don't. What's know. happening with That's that a, man? I hope somebody's looking for a tax write-off. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I think the the PFL look. They did a great production. I just think it takes a lot of money, and you know the ratings. Even though I'm looking at these ratings now, at least the, for the first time they went up 25 percent. Well, this is UFC uh, 227. I'm not sure what the PFL's ratings are. No, they're not nothing but, near that. N- but that's what I'm saying. Though. I mean, I don't know. It's a slippery slope, but uh, it, it's it's good to have Anthony Robbins and uh, Kevin Hart behind you. We'll see. We'll see how is far that a winning. Take. Yeah. Wow. Believe it or not. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it, twenty it, million. You got to remember, the UFC lost forty million before they made a profit. You know, so even twenty-eight million. That was how many years ago? So. But I saw you at the gym earlier today, and you made a great point on that. Is what they lost that money before they turned a profit, but they, what did they have to do to start turning that profit? 
what, what did, who did they have to put in place? Who had right, to take exactly. over? Who had to be in, in, in the management uh, position at that time? And that's, those are huge, huge factors, not with, not with just this business, with any business, but in a business that even if the UFC prelims and uh, up 25% from last time on FX, but prelims to a pay-per-view card, a stacked pay-per-view card, not free, not breaking a million, that's pretty bad, that's pretty bad man. Bad. It might be up from horrible. But I mean, those ratings literally should be like 1.8 million, 2.1 million. It's what they I mean, used to be. Yeah. It's what they used to be. So to say they're up 25% is great, but it, it just, all it's saying, it's just not as horrible as it's been. But still, they can't be happy with 700,000 on a free car, a free oh, stacked card. Well, that's what I'm saying. And for somebody to look at that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Those numbers aren't even good enough to make money. But like the PFL people, I think. What they're selling is they're selling like, look, the UFC had to lose forty million before they started making money. So, right. before they I made think, four billion, yeah, right? Exactly. That out I there. think they're throwing that out there, and I don't know. I hope I hope it works out for everybody. The PFL just hit three hundred thousand viewers. I'm right saying that's there. good. Yeah. I'm saying that's not bad. It's not bad because it's comparable to some of the numbers yeah. we've and seen plus on. Plus, it's on channel. Two hundred and twelve. You know, you know what I mean. It's like, on yeah. like the, I think it's, it's four-digit channel. Right. It's on or like, Facebook, right? That are they? They're partnered with them now. It's on like third-string JV. Facebook partnered with them. That, I think so. Yeah. Like it really, it really is. We got a, a, a UFC. Well, actually, Truck's fighting on Thursday. Uh, PFL. Yeah, he's fighting in Atlantic City at the new casino. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, the old Rebel, whatever it became, Oceana or something like that. The Ocean. Yeah. And uh, this yeah, is a I'm must win for it. truck. This is a must win for truck, I think, because this is still in the preliminary stages to right. get them into the other thing. But I'm not sure what they're paying, but they they are paying people really good amounts of money, like everybody, production people. Wow, no kidding, people. is that right? Wow, yeah, I know they're not, they're I, not skimping yeah, on. Yeah, I know. I know Chris Wade. They honored what he like. Chris's last fight in the UFC. They all right. We, we, they matched it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah. No kidding. Um, and then I know Yves Edwards, like as a commentator, they did like a guaranteed, um, like so many shows he will do. I think he's at like five grand per clip. I mean, think you about know? it. Yeah. That's what somebody was, somebody was asking me, you think Boss Root? Like, what do you think they're paying him, 1500 I go, oh, definitely not. No. It's not going to be 1500 but. Yeah. Yeah, so how so, does that work? You leave there with I mean, think about those. They have Randy, Boss, and Eves, and if Eves is getting five grand, think What's about Boss what they're going? paying Randy just in announces. Yeah. yeah. It's you leave when you uh, when you fight. You leave with a check, or you you're, yeah. You get uh, a check right there. And if you win, you get the the other the uh, your win oh, check. Um, and then you like a week later, you get your Reebok check. And if they like it, you get like a your disclosionary like bonus. Did that? I forgot about that Reebok thing. It, it, it the time has come and gone. But did that impact you a lot? You were you were in the UFC. Um. Yeah. So. I remember I was fighting Ricardo Lamas. Uh, I think it was like UFC like 180, and we had acquired not in money, but like in in objects and, sure. and, and and materials and money, like around 14 grand in sponsorship. You know, and that's including that's like pretty you cool. know. Um, and then I fought Jeremy Stevens, and I got like five grand. Oh, all right, that one. Yeah. <laughs> now I know people like I heard like Vitor Belfort was getting like. 
a million dollars in sponsorship, like something crazy yeah, I don't like know that. If it's a but they were people making. Well, yeah. I remember famously Brendan Schaub, you know, proving that he made over a hundred grand in sponsorship. Oh wow, yeah. well, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot, man. That's a lot to, to get cut down. Because I know it used you know, to be 2, even 000, like on your shorts, right. it was five thousand for the front pocket. You know, they had it even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no yeah. They had it even isolated down to because you know on your ass because the camera was going to be yeah, there more. Yeah, 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 it was crazy. But I think there were people that were doing pretty good. I know Matt, even back in 2007, did pretty, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I like the 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 bigger guys. It, it it was definitely a much bigger hit for them. Whereas me, I'm you know, was a smaller name at the time, and it was it was bittersweet because I would have to like chase down that money. I remember Hayabusa oh, taking wow. like you know four months to get me my check, or you know what I mean. Mm. Whereas you know, after you fight, bang, here it is, and there's no like. Trying to sell yourself to sponsors and, and right, like right. you know, so it, it took away a little bit of the hustle, which is which is nice. You had the guaranteed bang, but I mean, for for a lot of people, that was a, a hit, you know. Dan, you got a couple of minutes to stick around for yeah, some, yeah, some yeah, questions yeah, yeah. and stuff. Let's start. Uh, let's start with uh, Caleb. Caleb uh, writes, "Hi guys, what's the solution to eye poking, and should there be an immediate point taken away without warning? Keep question. the show going. Thanks." What do you think, Ray? I think they're doing a pretty good job now by telling the guys, you know, when they extend their hands, you know, keep their, their fists closed, you know, instead of just, you know, always pouring with your fingers. I think that's a start. And I think I think they started making the gloves where you can't really extend your fingers all the way. Did they do that yet? Or they were talking about really, doing yeah, that? I have my, so even I if you can get it like, you know, yeah. this, yeah. so you can't really – you could still make a fist, but right. you can't open up all the way. I think would be something pretty good. But I think just the ref staying on top of it and yeah. constantly warning is uh, – it seems like it, there's less going on with the eye poking. Have you ever had a fighter who, who, who an eye poke impacted their fight? Uh, it wasn't – I mean, I didn't have him, but, I mean, the guy it's we Gian. all know is Gian, yeah, man, which yeah. they actually changed the rule because uh, they kind of fucked him on that fight too, but at least they corrected it. And later they didn't correct it on the spot, but – you know, they came up with, Doc could talk more about it, I guess, but, you know, they asked him, can you see, you know, right after he got poked in the eyes, like, what the what the fuck do you expect? You know what I mean? <laughs> that was like, who, OSP? I can't. Yeah, that yeah. was OSP, yeah. that fight. Yeah. So, in uh, Atlantic City, was it? Or no, yeah. it was in Jersey. I, I or Newark. where it was. That, that was in Newark, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, he got screwed that yeah. night. And, of course, there was nothing ever done about it because... We are in the Gestapo. Right? <laughs> but I think they did change it in the future. To They won't ask you if you can see. They ask you if you're all right. right. <laughs> and then they bring in the doctor. Am I close on that? You're or? supposed to call in your physician, so there's an automatic five minutes, right, which is given to the fighter. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So you're supposed to uh, call a timeout, have it, have, ask the fighter, you know, if they tell the fighter that they need, they have up to five minutes to recuperate, and the doctor's supposed to come in and then assess the the fighter during that time. But what happened with Belante was they asked him if he could see after he got poked in the right. eye, and, and then he they said called no. Him. Yeah, and then they stopped the fight. Yeah, that's, that's what happened to him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, that's what happened because right. I, I, my buddies, yeah, yeah, I remember that really clearly. And then that was like, he, you know, so I think they corrected that. You, they don't ask you if you could see. Yeah. So they right, they kind of. When I come in, I always ask them, yeah. you know, are you blurred vision? Can you see? But they still have time to, to clear. Right. So you have up to five minutes to, to recuperate. But if that guy tells you he can't see, 
if that guy tells me I can't, that they can't see, then you need to stop the phone. Right. So you don't wait the five minutes and say, oh, well, tell no, me no, if you uh, can see in five minutes? So, so initially, if somebody comes in, they say, look, I've got blurred vision. But if they're telling me they're seeing floaters or flashing lights or something that implies a retinal hemorrhage, or if I see something on the eye exam, say a hyphema where there's blood in the anterior chamber of the eye, that's, that's considered a medical emergency. So those oh, are the wow. things that we worry about. Um, but other than that, if, if the fighter just needs some time to recuperate, we give them that time. So often I'll say, look, you have a f you know, up to five minutes, you know, <sighs> and then I'll reassess again um, to see if they're improving. If they say they're improving, they need a little bit more time, they have up to that five-minute time period to, to take that time to recuperate. And again, with the, with the exam, if there's nothing that's changing that's, yeah, that's indicating that there's a problem, then yeah. right. you know, we allow them the five minutes. So uh, is everyone good with what they're doing now? You get you get a warning and then a point away? Or what Caleb is asking is, should there be an immediate point taken away without warning? I don't think there should be an immediate point. Oh, come point. on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at some given point, it, you can't. It, it's going to happen unintentionally. Because it's how oh, someone's getting space, right? They're, right. They're feeling but but the space. point is you really shouldn't have your fingers open at that point. So mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not really sure. I mean, if you thought it was totally intentional, I think you should take the point away. But yeah. most of yeah. the times yeah. it's, it's I, like I, you're measuring the guy. Yeah, I've seen DC like measure with his yeah. hands out. Uh, but then I've also seen guys like getting hit and their, 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 their head's going away and they're just trying to like push the guy away. Well, you know that's what I mean? a great yeah. point you yeah. make about DC. Is that a wrestler's thing? Is that Do wrestlers tend to extend their fingers out a little bit more often than people who may be trained in I'm throwing grappling? Heat. Okay. I don't do. I'm not messing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, me personally, I'm measuring with my fists. I that's that's me, you know. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, and you, I'm sure the guys use it a lot. I mean, because we have to measure and and push off. But, um, yeah, but plus, you if know, you're playing defense, you kind of have yeah. open hands and you're yeah, covering. Yeah, you're not really yeah. making a fit. It depends on. So I guess it depends on what type Reaction of fight you're like. Yeah, you know. You know, but they're all guys that are doing this, and mm -hmm. then. You know, the refs constantly tell them, I think it makes a big difference just to... Who could change the fight? hundred sure, percent. I think, yeah. think Stipe's saying to change that fight. He yeah. got poked in the eye. Mm. So it does... Listen. That, Incredibly frustrating. It, it's it's frustrating. Never, yeah. never in a fight, but I've been poked in the eye where, like, your brain hurts. It just like the whole yeah. eye socket just feels like... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks. I'm saying getting kicked in the bulls is no good. <laughs> right. Getting poked yeah. in the eyes is no good. So, you know... Uh, I don't know, but I think they're doing it. I think they're doing a better job now, and I think they changed the phraseology of when they go in there, so it does give them time to recoup. And if a guy really can't see, he's going to tell you, "I just can't see," you know. So, hmm. but most of the times, I think it just takes a matter of time to clear up. So, and thanks I, for the I, question, Caleb. I think Volante really. He, he was the guy that started that whole mm -hmm. thing. I think he, you know, unfortunately for him, it didn't work out. But I think. Yeah, they did make a change for the better in the yeah. future. What, what, and, and if you folks want to ask a question, you can check out MMAandbeyond.com or you can contact any of us. All of our, our, our social media information is connected to the show. Also, of course, you could, you could reach out to Dennis the Menace Bermudez. He is Instagram, Twitter, Menace Bermudez, and Facebook, Dennis the Menace Bermudez. One more question. We're going to go with uh, Corey talking about knockout power. He writes, John Jones said to be working on one-punch KO power. I thought you either have it or don't. How does somebody work on getting that one-punch KO power? I mean, the legal way. <laughs> the legal way. <laughs> That's a really good question. Well, I, I'm just going to say this quickly. I, 
there's a, the complexities of ground reaction forces and, and transmitting them up the kinetic chain. Uh, there's genetics, there's limb length, there's the nervous system, there's your Golgi tendon. There's just so many things that make Can you work up to it? Yes. Like if well, I, if well, I said, you can, hey, People I wanna... can improve. Look, there are guys who genetically... Well, just heavy hands. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. are guys genetically can train power all the time and are not going to knock a milk carton over. Hmm. But they can punch 45,000 times around. And there are guys who can punch a hole in the Hoover Dam genetically and they can do it once. Everybody can improve every aspect or attribute. What made uh, Stu McGill did a bunch of data and research on what made GSP punching power or how he produced it. It differed in the firing sequencing than what makes Triple G hit so hard. So there's, there's so many genetic variables to it. Generally, yeah, you could go over punching mechanics, but what makes somebody be able to knock somebody out and much heavier handed, there's a lot of genetic factors to that. You can improve it, you know, in my side, you can improve it. You can improve so you power. Can improve you can improve to your predisposition. With, without question, you can, that, you can improve good, ground reaction forces. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think that's you can improve way. it, no doubt. I can make that kinetic chain more effective. There's no two ways around it. However, um, if the guy could, like I said, if the guy puts out 800 pounds per square inch, maybe we get him to 840. We're not mm. going to get him to 1,200. Right. And then you got to take that. And then Ray works on the skill to try to maximize the efficiency of it. It can be improved, but they're, they're correct when they're saying there's a lot of genetic variables. Well, it's yeah. interesting. And, also and the other thing is it's commitment, too, man. Sure. You have to really focus. Yeah, that's yeah, a, you yeah. know. And skill set. Yeah, right. Yeah. You I know, did. timing is huge. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. again, if you think about it, if you can cause that collision, you don't even have to punch hard. And I think Great you point. see that in a couple of, yeah. couple of areas. But, I got a, uh, a quick question, though. But, can you, can you yeah. work on your chin? Is that something that you either have? Well, you could work on your jaw. Neck strength. You could stabilize the rotation, but yeah, yeah. it's it's, there still. You know, again, I have a chin. Is it like it's you just don't have it? Then I also think there's some natural, like yeah. Again, again, that's it, it. This is all tricky because even with having a good chin, you might have. A great chin and no awareness, and that's not going to work out for you. you know, <laughs> but if you have great right. awareness, a good quest, right. you don't really need that good of a chin because you're kind of seeing it coming. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. kind of seeing it coming. But uh, I'll tell you one, one quick thing about punching power, too. I had a, a kid years ago. wasn't a fighter, just an ordinary guy. But, I mean, the guy had a right hand from hell. Everything else he did, he sucked. Like, he was just not good. But his right hand was... I mean, was as good as anybody else, but he was a pitcher in college. Oh, wow. So again, that, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So I do believe it might take a while, but that repetitive motion over and over and over again, if you do that, like I'm going to say anybody that throws a baseball for that long a period of time, that right hand's going to be really, really hard. Now, would this guy ever get it anywhere near the target? Probably not. <laughs> right. But if you stand there, I mean, it. and the guy was a little guy. He wasn't like a big guy. He hit hard, man. Yeah. He hit hard. But, I mean, it was because of the mechanics, yeah. The it mechanics. Is, you have yeah. a guy that we discussed earlier today when I, I told Ray as I was leaving the gym, uh, I want a left hook like Felix Trinidad. Right. Uh, Tito Trinidad. But you, you brought up the power of Julio Cesar Chavez, who you see in the streets at his peak – Oh, you yeah. wouldn't think for a second no. he was a fighter. You wouldn't think that he hit hard. Meanwhile, this guy was, would yeah, touch it, people it, it, look, and they just drop. It comes down to, at, at the end of the day, it's total body mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know, if your body mechanics are there, you know, it's like a guy hitting a baseball. You could have a muscle, you could have a juice head sure. up there and he's swinging the bat. Right. The ball's not going past the infield. But if you can get that proper form, 
or even hitting a golf ball. I mean, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You, it doesn't matter how strong you are. It's body mechanics. And I think that's the same thing with the punching. And then, again, it's a little different because, you know, you got a guy trying to decapitate you, so that could freeze you a little bit. But, you know, yeah. once you step in the pocket and you have the timing and everything with the proper training, I, th- I think you can make an adjustment. That's know? pretty interesting. So for a guy a great like question. John Jones, yeah, yeah. Who, who has been known to get to people's faces, to know that if you could add even a, a small percentage increase of, of, of power, of KO power, well, you uh, can certainly it's a worthy yeah, endeavor. You, you anyway. can make the body stronger without question. You can increase its potential for power output, but it's still someone like Ray's job to make sure the timing is correct, as yeah. you stated. And I think this, you know, the application even is kid, good. Even a kid nudge him, Justin. I don't think he's got power, but man, can he throw volume? You're exactly. And that would yeah, be yeah, interesting yeah, if yeah, he yeah. could sit down on a couple of right, punches right. and really exactly. take you out. Even would a be small a, percentage. Uh, even a small well, percentage. That yeah, would yeah. be interesting because he would be the guy to look at for that because I don't think he he came in with no power mm-hmm. you know what I mean but man will he hit you 200 times in a round right you know what I mean and that that those add up man so you know sometimes when you have power you don't have the other you know exactly. that, I think that's the and other thing other sometimes with, yeah. with with big power like one punch power like uh Conor McGregor has good one punch power Look at his cardio. It's just not there. He can't keep that up. Whereas a Nate Diaz peppered that guy all over the place. Yeah, and he could right. just keep going for round after round. You know, yeah. and he had a good chin, and that's where the problem became. Yeah. He could take Connor's punch and then he could hit him three or four times. Yeah. So. I, I um when I was getting ready to fight um Clay Guida, I had done mm. all those numbers with Andy Gallopin. Yeah. And then Connor hit the scene. And I don't know if the UFC had saw what I and they had brought Connor and DC down to do I the saw same all test. these data on that. And uh, Connor has way more knockouts than I do, but Andy said that I was generating more power on my punches than him. Oh, there'd like, be no oh, doubt in my mind. That's cool. Like, but fuck. Wow. There'd be no that, doubt in my mind. That 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 he's doing. <laughs> Andy was doing your, your RSI angle yeah, velocity. Yeah, yeah. I know everything he measures. Yeah. 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 yeah it's really cool. Very interesting. Great question. Great question. Did you question. have something to say, yeah, MT like Rissick? The meat and potatoes of the show. All right. We're ready. Empty so, Rissick? Dennis, pretty much the focal point of the show is <laughs> I come up with a topic outside of that. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. Pretty much. People tuning in all well, got to go. Run through your life. He is He's highly convinced it's the only reason they're tuning in. Speaking of iPods. No, you've come up with some good ones, Michael. All right. Okay. In your life. Yes. Missed opportunity. Okay, doesn't mean uh, an opp- something that if you tried, I'm not talking about tragedy, I'm talking about if you could have done something different. Mm-hmm. What would you, <laughs> you could have done something different. Well, if I could have told, some, if I could have told saying, somebody different, I'm I would have, I would have told not, Dennis not to sleep with that girl that ruined his life. There you go, yeah. I'm saying something different. Raise right up. Well, just one All thing. Right. Just something that Just you one. think, you know what, if I went this way opposed to that way, could I have, would my life have turned out different? Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Wow. All right, all right. Not, D- not, DB, not anything not like you want to throw in? It's a good well, question. Quite profound. Why, why I had that little stupid giggle, because the only thing I think, I'm like, I feel like I've always done the right thing, you know? But uh, I had this little giggle. It was like, there was a few, like, girls that I thought were out of my league, but I found out they, like... They want a piece of the big dog. Oh, I was like, oh, I should have, I should have, I should have. 
You should have, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it wouldn't have changed my life. Look Maybe I'd have kids earlier. You have, uh, uh, That's why I have kids. A better story. Let me say, that. I mean, the one thing you were talking about, which I think is amazing, is you you went down a road to become a professional athlete, and there are so few people in this world that can make that claim. So, you know, was if there was a way that if you didn't do something, you would still be at UPS or whatever it was, you know, like. Is this something that came up that you could have said, you know what, I could have gone to medical school, or you know what, if I had just done this, maybe I would have gone to become an engineer opposed to a professional athlete? I don't. Well, like growing up, like what do you want? I was like, I want to be an NFL football player, and then <laughs> and then I found do that. and then I found out uh, around eighth grade, like, well, I don't think you got the cards, bro. <laughs> Here's <laughs> you know? the thing. But I always wanted to be a professional athlete, so I mean, well, the goal was to be like an Olympic gold medalist. That was Mm. the that was the goal for a very long time. And I mean, getting ready for fights now, I'm like, you want to be a gold like what would a gold medalist do to your opponent? You know, that's the sometimes that's a mindset. Would a gold medalist be skilled enough to be in the UFC? I mean, I know the guy that there's several of them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He just DC. He just beat yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry, Henry, yeah, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> no, seriously, tell me the no, question. No, he wants again. to hear. Rousey Bronze, right? I'm, 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 I'm actually, Bron- I'm, I'm zoned out. I'm zoned out tonight. That even you would have made a, a different decision, and that if you did, do you think it would have taken you to another place than where you are now? <laughs> Could take me a while. Oh, I yeah, I haven't done a single thing in my life. Correct. In my view, um, I'm making the best of nothing but bad choices. That's how I view my life. So there's so many that I would do. Yeah, I just wish I could start all over again. I enjoy my life, but this is, I made mistakes in education. Athletics, I really couldn't. I was a pretty good athlete. I don't talk about my youth, but my parents did not believe in athletics. They were from Italy. I worked four school days a week and every weekend. So you really, sports was on the back burner, you know. But if I, I think if I could do it all over again because I couldn't have been a good athlete, um, I would have put a tremendous emphasis on education. It doesn't matter. I mean, you've done a lot. I've done a lot of, you know. I mean, I'm, you I'm, have but, doctorates. I mean, you have yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, so correct, but, you, I, but, but I would have done education to the extent that it would have shaped my life differently. You know, um, probably paid attention in school. Maybe I'd be studying something cool like astronomy or something like that, you know. So I, that's it. That's what I would have done differently. I couldn't have been the athlete I wanted to because I didn't, nothing against my parents. I, I was a pretty good athlete, and I wanted to wrestle. I, so I had to go do everything on my own, boxing, judo, karate, lift weights, everything outside of that. So if I could do anything, I, I, I really wish I would have framed my life educationally very different. Yeah, yeah. It's, from a younger age, that's what I mean. It's funny you say that, but like your parents, because my my father was uh, like, you know, hey, like, why don't you cut the grass? Or like, you know, weed whack. I'll give you fifty bucks. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna go like work out. I'm gonna go like work out. Like, yeah. he'd, and he'd look at me like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like, what yeah, do you mean? Yeah. And then he'd be like, now you're not getting paid. Do it. 
Right. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, say, I never had the option yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. I'll and then fifty dollars. No, it was it was it was like a nice and gesture, there, and, there no and then weed, it was like, and there was no weed whacker <laughs> yeah. back then. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was, just it was a, an edger that you fucking yeah. stood there and nah, just rode, edged the lawn with. We we had we had like. Well, I was watching yeah. everybody yeah. in the yeah. street play exactly. football, and I'm like, Ray, you gotta be, you. I just got to no. get done so I can get out there. We had a ride lawnmower, but he's like, I want you to push mower. I like I like how it looks. Like you are a jerk. You know, and when I first started fighting, he was like, "Oh, this is a real conversation I had with my father. I was, I was, I was like two and zero pro, and he just finished watching like a UFC event. And he calls me up, Dennis. Just got done watching UFC. <sighs> These guys are killers, man. <laughs> like, 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 don't let me get, don't don't get it wrong. Like, I think you're good, but Dennis, these guys." <laughs> These guys are killers. Like, fuck you, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. Like, well, hang on. You had to call me and tell me that? You fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> so, I think on the flip of it, I think that when I got out of the military, I volunteered at veterans' hospitals, right? <clears throat> and early. I was 18 to 22. 18 to 22. So, at 22 years old, I get out. I volunteer at veterans hospitals while you know, still finishing more schooling and that kind of stuff. And and at the time, the veterans hospitals were filled with uh, some Korean vets, some still World War II veterans, and and Vietnam veterans, and 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 a lot of them in in pretty bad shape. And I had the 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 distinct opportunity of of learning like you know you wanted to learn how to live your life, hang out with people who are dying, mm. and that's what I did. And so from that moment on, I was able to, I guess, say, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to live my shit. I'm going to, to live the length, depth, and breadth of life, right? Something cheesy like that. If I could do it over again, I would have started that shit at fucking seven years wow. old. Yeah. I would have been reckless at seven years old. I wouldn't have listened to people who haven't done shit tell me it can't be done. Mm. I wouldn't tell them to, oh, be careful. No, I'm not going to be careful. I'm, I'm going to burn, as Christopher Hitchens said, you burn the candle at both ends. And, and maybe it ends early, but for a while, what a light. And, and, and to have that thing, and, and, and I learn from now, I surround my, myself with people. We talked about this earlier, Dennis. You surround yourself with people who have done shit. They haven't done everything, but they have done some stuff and they've lived it. If I could do it over, I would have started earlier i would have taken less seriously the shit that most boring dull life impotent people take seriously i would learn at that time you were all just convincing each other to live mundane lives i would have i would have started earlier to live the length depth, and breadth of life and and, and for awesome. everyone who will, would say icarus flew t too close to the sun mm -hmm. right but at least he fucking flew man and 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 i would have i would have uh done it that way but at 23 that is let me tell you something. In, at 23, that is young. It, you know, a, a yeah. lot of guys around 35, 40 are like, you know what? I should have, when I was younger, done It's young, but with an asterisk. Because it's when I started, but it doesn't mean, Mike, that I didn't have every zombie around me telling me how irresponsible I was being. How Don't forget, they, they can call me a visionary now. Sorry, but visionary, visionary. visionary <laughs> is what they call with great a successful person after he didn't listen to being called delusional. So when I told people at 23 that, no, I want to talk for a living, I want to build companies so that help people, then you to I knew, I, I, I listened to Dr. King say, 
use the phrase dangerous unselfishness. Wow, that's, yeah. That's, that's I listened awesome. to him use that phrase, and I had been in the military. I had done these things. I had, I had started to live the way everyone told me I should live and live the right way. I had to offer FBI and CIA. And I, if, if I was able to hang myself at that moment, I would have just completely bored with the life. You mean mm. walk into the same place and work from 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. in a cubicle and, 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 and you tell me how I'm going to dress and you're going to give me this much money? No matter what I do, I, I can't. That to me is, is a zombie. I'm already dead. You won't bury me for another 60 years, but I fucking died the day I took that job. And, and, and I, I would have started at 7. I would have read everything I want to read. I would do. I would have gone to less school. I would have done. I would have done things opposite. I would have been more reckless than I was, and it would have helped me from that 22 to 30 that it took me to finally let go of everyone else's opinion for my life. I would have. I would have done that. That's interesting. To seriously answer your question, I mean, now thinking about, it, I would. Uh, I would have competed in my education. Versus everything we we're racing, oh I gotta beat you. Oh we're we're lifting. Oh I gotta lift <laughs> right. more than you. Oh yeah. we're doing this like we're wrestling. I have to beat you. Like I would have competed with my classmates and tried right. to be the smartest. Exactly. So it's funny how we didn't do that though. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying because yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Is that you know we just go to class, take the test, get by. But yeah. now, yeah, yeah, like, you want to quiz the teacher. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Like yeah. really be involved. But at that time, you 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 are going through the motions. Yeah, and, you know. My brother went for accounting, so that's why I went for accounting. Oh, is that right? I, th yeah, well, I think so. You know, it was a, at that point it was like accountant, lawyer, doctor. Right, and you know, and you, you could have I mean? done them all, and and yeah. that's the thing is that you had the potential for that. You you say accountant like that shit's easy. Yeah, it's, it's most people find that level of mathematics difficult and challenging, but you accomplished it. So we because yeah. you're learning at the time the Ray Longo that we know that that when applied to something you you excel at it, and it's a great question, Mike. I just want to see well, what, what uh, yeah. degree that he wanted. But I, I like what he said because I do believe that because I, I I enjoyed the classes, but I never took it like I take what I'm doing now, like yeah. training a guy to win, and mm. it's just about winning. That was just, you know, I don't know. But you're right, though. I would have sucked at all of that. You know, because sometimes I'm, I'm listening to people talk. I'm like, man, my brother one time said to me, we both went to St. John's. My brother's really small price Waterhouse guy, and I'll never forget, he was three years ahead of me, and I went to, uh, so three years ahead of me in St. John's, and they're doing a roll call in cost accounting. And he goes, Longo, uh, yeah. Your brother Paul? <laughs> I go, he goes, guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, you gotta be kidding me. And then I listen, you know, then when I start doing accounting, I'm listening to these guys talk like we would talk about fighting. I'm like, you guys can't be into this this much. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I was around some really fucking intelligent really dudes, and I'm like, people. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, I mean, because it was, it, it became obvious, like, I'm never going to be the best at this. I got, you know, and that, that was a, that was a problem. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like, these guys were into it. I'm like, I, I don't even believe what I'm listening to. Like, they just would sit there, like, we're talking about fights. And I was like, well, I like it, but I don't like yeah, it this right. much. You like know what I much. mean? But, um, yeah, so it's, it's funny with the schooling thing. I, I, I totally agree with that. It's a... Great question, Mike. How do you feel about I think that, we got. Because, I mean, this was great input from everybody, and what, what Mr. Maraboli offered. Seriously, well, that, that's, well, that's ahead of his time. It is. It, no, but I mean, I hope everybody gets to hear that. Ahead of 
because it's, just chop that clip put on YouTube. You yeah. got it because there's a million life lessons in that. That at, that at that was good. One, opposed to forty, when I was like, you know what, I, this is what I want to do. Mm. You know, um, to have that kind of insight. Right, right. At the end of the day, um, I would have played baseball instead of lacrosse. Really? Absolutely. All right, all right. I should have stayed with baseball. Well, sport, wait, dude. But but why do you feel like baseball would have brought you further? Yeah, I think I would. I would have. Yeah, I drafted. I think I would have played. Like in, well, I think you, well, yeah, you're, you because you're saying they didn't even have that in lacrosse technically. Yeah, really. When I graduated, right, right, I think so. they had. Does lacrosse have it now? Right. Yeah, but still, it's. it's are you making money being a professional lacrosse player? The kids player? that are playing today are light years ahead of when I was playing, just in, in terms of skill and ability. Oh, really? But I just think baseball, I would have enjoyed at least. I think. Knocking around the minors for a few years and having some. What about the golf? Why didn't you ever go on the tour with that? No, I mean, we're definitely mine. good <laughs> I, enough. I actually thought about. I mean, I would have thought that would have been a home run well, for I, you. I, I played it when I, when I shouldn't have gone to class in Hofstra. I was playing golf, you know, right. playing lacrosse on scholarship. Though. But um, I thought about going because on. there was a there was money in that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought about like going on like a, a satellite tour, but those guys, it's. It's a different. I, I should have done that for a year. Mm -hmm. Just had fun, you know. Those are the only things I think I probably missed out. I want to redo mine now. Oh, Dennis Mask back Good. with another. If, if, I'm talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Hang on, hang on. Back. All right. And I go. still think about he the wants. energy and the time I put in MMA. If I just try to become a kicker. <laughs> Kicker. In football. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. Kicker. We got yeah, yeah, like a big money. Dollars here, yeah, right? just to hang out, like, trying to, like, win a few games for the team. Like, you're a star. All right. Kicker's a, a good one, my man. All the energy yeah. out there, Kicker. Right. Great, great topic, Mike. Thanks so much. We're going to keep going because we're, we're, we're running out of time here. Uh, Jackson Olsen writes, I know you guys said there are different uh, training emphasis based on the opponent, but are there differences in diet approach that change with opponent? Uh, that's a really good question. I would say not substantially because, um, first of all, the usage of food is, is trained. All right. What I mean by that is you don't just eat well, you know, for a week and then all of a sudden you're good at energy production, substrate utilization and metabolism. That takes time. So food needs to be rehearsed in order to be maximized as both an energy source and recovery tool over time. I would just say this uh, more contingent upon who you're fighting and the pay now it's just really it's more the duty of the fighter in essence and how they're how much weight they're cutting okay so the point to that is if you eat right here's i'll close it off the question i get all the time is what do i do for energy and people somebody ask, sometimes some people ask me that wednesday and they need energy saturday you don't get energy from now to saturday you get energy if you started five months ago by sleeping right training right, fluids right, food right. So if you want to you know, be, maximize your potential against your opponent nutritionally, you rehearse nutrition 10, 11, 12 weeks a year. I mean, 12 weeks of camp, have a little fun for one week. So that person doesn't eat differently. Oh, wow. It's all contingent um, upon how they're cutting weight. Uh, you can't do anything acutely. That's my point. So that's, that's interesting of why it's so important to not get so out of shape and build such horrible habits when you're not in training. 
Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. You become efficient at what you do. You know, that's you you can become more efficient at burning fat. You become you you develop more enzymes to to for the process of glycolysis. You you store more phosphocreatine so that you can go ATP for a 11 12 second turnover instead of 8. So my point to this is eat properly all the time, sleep, drink water, and then you will become effective at the usage of food. You're not going to do it just by eating good and you're not going to do it and say, "Well, what, you know, I'm going to train and I'm going to eat differently for the next 48 hours because my opponent's going to do ABC. It ain't going to do squat. Energy is not a product of what you do over two hours or two days. It's the product of what you do over months and months at a time. Adaptation occurs in eight weeks. Adaptation does not ensure optimal performance. If you want to do something, you want to become something, you have to do it all the time. That's how it works with food. You got to be it to see it, baby. Absolutely. Ray Longo. Justin Crepino wants to know, what does Ray Longo think of the change between MMA sport and MMA entertainment? Uh, I think it sucks. <laughs> like MMA the sport, yeah. MMA entertainment, I think it really just, this is the guys that are really putting the time in Amen, that really man. love the sport. And a guy like Dennis, Dennis the menace. we're talking about him, he's getting fucked on some of these decisions. Well, what he just said, to, I find Yeah, right, and then he just got to look at some other guy just stepping in there who doesn't have half the alkalides or half the right. time spent, get paid a lot of money, and doesn't even matter if he wins or loses because his check is going to be huge. And that, that's what stinks about it, you know what I mean? So... No, I don't like it. I'd rather keep it a sport and keep that going and leave the entertainment for an entertainment business. Leave that for the WWE. That's where it belongs, and uh, I don't like the crossing over to both of them. I think that's where the PFL might pick up some, some steam in terms of their, hey, it's a tournament. I don't care. This guy has a million followers, mm -hmm. and he loses the guy has two followers. Yeah, two, two followers yeah. moves on, right? right. Yeah, it is what it, like, huh. Right, right, right. I just that's a great I, point for the fighters. Yeah, I mean that would be nice. I just hope they can. Look, they're gonna have to make money somehow. Yeah, because they're not yeah. gonna keep dumping money into it. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure the guys on the entertainment side will be snickering and going, "Well, let's see how good you do with that." You know. Yeah. I think Bellator is the the, the place now to try to make a run. Because uh, they're establishing, they got Viacom behind them, so I think they could probably do what they want to do. Uh, the PFL getting people to put up money, they, they're eventually going to look for a return on that money. And when that doesn't happen, that could cause a whole nother yeah. cascade of events that nobody wants anything to do with, you know. So I hope I wish them the best. And I like it. Yeah, I like yeah, people yeah, in yeah. there. And they, 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 you know, they obviously let them use the gym for the workouts mm -hmm. and they, they do the right thing by us. And they seem like great people. But I, I just think it's this is a really, really tough business. And I promote fights on a small level and it's. A yeah. really, really tough business, you know, yeah. and to upscale that is going to be, you have to have really deep pockets and you have to really think of the long game. Because I heard and Chris Wade gave away 500 tickets to his last <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 you can, well, I think got, he can validate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, but, uh, yeah, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> leave it alone. But I, I think that it, if... I if mean, are you true. sure he gave away 500? Because poor Andre Harrison, I believe, sold tickets to his people. They, they'll be, they'll, oh, they'll be knocking the cage. Oh. And they'll, yeah. they'll be asking him for his money back. Their money back. So the PFL, if if that's the case, that that they're they're giving away tickets, or or that might be the case. What I did see at that PFL event, from a marketing standpoint, is that they are packaging content. And so I saw cameras that are really high tech. 
I saw lighting and, and audio and the, the mixer, the, the, the product they were producing. I didn't see it on TV because I was there. But what they were creating was top-notch video content. So wherever their money's coming from are content distributors, whether that be NBC or whoever they may sell it to. And, and so that, that's where the money would be. Um, and so in giving away tickets, the way that they closed off part of the Coliseum right. and kind of put everyone in there, that through video is going to make the Coliseum look absolutely packed. Mm. Make you know, keep the cameras at an angle that look like but this is the place the to be. For the reason of want, though. For the reason of whoever you're showing that to, right. for them to see, oh wow, this is packed. Oh wow, this is tremendous. But, but then it's this fraudulent. is something. That's the problem. They're giving away tickets. That's fraud. I mean, if you look at the numbers, right? To, and, to give so, away so tickets the and say go, you like, sold so out. I, I look at that. Fraud. I look at that. Mm -hmm. I look at the the content, like you said, and I go, wow, the place is packed. Let me see your P and L. And and I see a lot. You sold a hundred dollars right. worth of to, tickets to, to give like away tickets and that. say it's to but say it's sold out, but to say it's packed isn't incorrect. No, no, not to and, say you know. So, so, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, you know I'm how not, that goes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No, no, without a doubt, because everybody yeah. does it. That's the first thing. But I think that's the issue. And you got to remember, this is the the World Series of Fighting. This isn't the PFL. Just took over some of the same offices, the same people. So. That, that's where the problem is. You have people from the World Series of Fighting. They want to know where their money is. Mm -hmm. you, know, sure. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, It'd be was, interesting to see how it turns out. And it'd be interesting yeah. to see how the entertainment model versus sport model changes after what UFC is hoping to be their, their big payday, which is Conor McGregor versus, uh, versus Khabib, where Dana White says you could expect 2 million pay-per-view guys. Uh, I yeah. highly uh, doubt. Well, hold on, Zim. did did uh, Chris Wade know five hundred people to give those tickets? To that that Long that's, e I think that's he even does. that's yeah. even yeah. impressive. Wade's I got to tell he's you, he's a New York State champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's impressive. He man. had a section, man. That place was rocking. That place was yeah. rocking for him yeah. for sure. Wade's a good yeah. dude. He I'm came out. They, they I roared. mean, that's a lot of people, you know? man. <laughs> you know, because sometimes you know, like even promoting fights, sometimes you know, you have a couple extra. You can't even get people to go to the fight. You know what I mean? So. I, I would that, be interested impressive to see alone. if the UFC can get two two million pay per view buys for the Conor Khabib fight. I, I'm I'm skeptical that they'll be able to do that. Not because it's not a great product, not because it's not a great fight, but because I think that they they peaked as far as as far as that Plus, goes. I don't even think they're doing a world tour for this, man. I don't. I mean, it's, it's October sixth is soon, around buddy. the block. They, they, you know, they, they're gonna do a normal. You know, wait three weeks before that's another doing great embedded. point. Yeah, I don't know. Great man. point. Richard Allen wants to know, do you think that some fighters still have found a way to cheat the system? Are there doctors who offer help? Uh, yes I and, don't know. Yes and yes. Pete you think Marie, yes Pete and yes? Way, I think so. Yeah. Is, is it... It, it, it do, do, Is this something that other fighters know, like, oh, th this, this camp cheats, or do they say, oh, well, this guy's a little... Uh, Maybe think, he's cheating. Is it? Do, do the you, fighters know within themselves? I mean, might you be like, now this is, you're talking about Usada, right? No, no, no. He's talking. This is about a question, just in general. Do you think some fighters still have found a way to cheat the system? I would. Uh, it's I'm the assuming UFC would be Usada. Yeah. Are there doctors who offer help as far as cheating mm. the system? Because I mean, Usada, United States sure. anti-doping. Sure. Like, there's parts of Brazil. If you're American, you go there, you will get killed. There's parts of Russia. If you go there and you're American, you get killed. 
I don't think USADA from the United States is going over there be like, hey, Khabib, like pee in this cup. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's, in, this is my theory. I think it's, hey, well, we're going to talk to another associate over there. And we talked about nationalism. Like, Khabib, my friend, like, you're very good. I pee in cup for you. <laughs> yeah. You stay strong. <laughs> you know, like. Right, sure. Or, or, oh, or, I think, but or, I'm you, saying, I think there's people still doing it in the States. And I still. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, sure no, 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 I think so, yeah. Because you could find people that do anything. I mean, you know, there's a lot of right. A lot yeah. of doctors are getting their licenses revoked for, you know, even the opioids. Both loads of guys so. didn't get caught in baseball with the testing. Yeah, right. So you, I mean, a, you know, yeah, look, so, I know people who so pride I'm themselves. Saying, though, yeah, the the question right. was, yeah. do you think some fires still have found a way to cheat the system? Yes, yes. I do think okay. so. I do too. Are there doctors who offer help? I'm sure there are. Because you know, are there? Know? There's there's no test to te test for HGH, right? You have to go into the spinal tap. It's a difficult assay, right? They're, yeah, they're right, really expensive. Right. Yeah. Does so some of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those guys with the huge noses and ears. It's like, hey, man. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, with this yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a troll. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm saying this guy, Paulo Costa. I mean, yeah. Look at the size of this guy. Yeah. I don't even think he's a big guy inherently. He's just jacked up mm. beyond belief. Jacked up, yeah. Now I'm with Ray on that. Yes, yes. I yeah. think Dennis, Pete, and repeat. All right, Mike. We're gonna get to one about your topic last week. This comes from P. Gutierrez. He writes, "Whoa, great way beyond talk about death and ghosts. How high were you guys?" Well, let's ask <laughs> the originator. How high were you? How high were you, Mike? I was just high on life. And then he writes, "Haha, really though? That was deep and interesting. Never thought of self-awareness and consciousness like that. How are non-religious people inspired?" I don't. I, I can't answer that because I'm a religious person. I can answer that. I, well, They're I'm inspired there, the same way every human on earth is: dopamine and serotonin. Here, here. And so I, it's the just, only way people are inspired. Hold on a second. Never thought self awareness or conscious. Never thought of self awareness or consciousness like that. Nor did I. Just an interesting, not a because I shut it out. That whole concept never even. It's an interesting thing when you realize the mechanism of consciousness and, and where it exists. It's an interesting thing to, to recognize how, how that comes into play. So to answer your question, uh, Mr. Gutierrez, non-religious people are inspired the same way every religious person is inspired. They, they, they aren't inspired by theology. They're inspired by their connection to and belief in theology. So you can be inspired for... Anything can give you that same dopamine, serotonin. Uh, it's it's your relationship with things that inspire. If you're looking for something, I I, I couldn't I couldn't uh, tell by what you're writing. But a quick little hack, whether religious or not religious, a quick little brain hack is uh, have something to be enthusiastic about. So a quick little thing about humans' need is something to look forward to and work towards. So build small little goals, achievable goals, maybe small trips. You see, you see your annoying friends on Facebook who, who write, you know, 94 days until our trip to the Bahamas. That's annoying as hell, but it's also a dopamine hit every single time they see that and work a day towards it. It's a quick little brain hack on how to keep enthusiastic, keep inspired, and keep the good chemicals running. If you are religious, same thing happens when you're when you're inspired about something uh, theological like that, man. So I appreciate you listening to the show. Mike, did you have anything to throw in there? 
Oh, no, right. no, oh, I don't. Okay. I actually, I, all I, right, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. We're, I, we're yeah, knocking yeah. these out. I, I, I have nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, right. Billy Sanders asked me a question. Steve, did serving in the military ruin war or action movies for you? Not at all, man. I allow myself to be entertained. Um, yeah, there's some stuff in there that you know when somebody's running away from bullets and it's you know the bullets are landing behind <laughs> him. everything. Bullets bottom. ricochet. <laughs> Every single one of those, those is tearing up his legs. But uh, that kind of stuff doesn't uh, doesn't get to me. Sometimes I, I'll stay away from the from the real ones where where I can almost smell the carbon of uh, of explosives. But um, not because it ruins it for me, but because I'm a human man and and, and those things leave imprints in our cellular memory. Um, and as far as action movies, do, do it's like asking Ray or or any fighter does does are, are you less inspired or entertained by a Rocky movie because you know that no one's taking clean shots like that? No, it, it you allow yourself to be entertained and inspired even though if if, yeah, if it's there, slightly there out of. There are some Vietnam vets I know that watching like certain movies triggers sure. back mm, certain sure. shit so I absolutely think it, it you can smell i i meant yeah. it when i say you can smell the carbon yeah, there yeah, are some yeah. sounds yeah, I, just I, was, I was just talking to a couple of talk talking yeah. to a couple of people uh about that but yeah there was uh brought up some the, crappy the, memories and we were talking about i think uh when you went to vietnam and you were in those tunnels and some people were in those tunnels. Yeah, and, man. You know, they don't want to yeah, go back tell in there, you, and they don't want to see them they again. They feel it. They yeah. feel it. You, you, I tell you, when you hear uh, a a, uh, an, a a rifle shot goes 2,650 feet per second. So what that actually does is break the sound barrier, which is why you hear that zoom in movies. What that is 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 a small object breaking the sound barrier. That's what that crack is. So when you hear that, you can... You can kind of smell the, mm. the carbon that comes associated with that, and sometimes fireworks might might bring you on edge a little bit. But you're conscious and say, "Hey, listen, I'm at fireworks. I'm at Jones Beach. I'm enjoying. The smell is terrifying, and so is the sound. But you can you can make conscious contact with that, man. But uh, as far as ruining stuff, nah, brother. Anytime nah. I get back from doing like an MMA tour overseas for the troops, I get back and go on like a military like Netflix like <laughs> binge tear. Like yeah, like. <laughs> It, yeah. it, it, and some people, man, they're not impacted. You got, you got Tim Kennedy, who who isn't impacted, doesn't seem impacted by it at all, man. If anything, only wants more. Now he's doing and, that new show. And, and he's doing a new show where they try and kill him every week or something yeah. like some. He does he does the craziest uh, shit. Oh, this almost killed this guy. He's like, oh, let me try it, see if it almost kills me. Like yeah. this guy. He's he's uh, he's entertaining to listen to, man. But uh, you have to, Billy. If if you're asking uh, because it may, you may have served, and and it it does impact them for you. You gotta allow yourself uh, the opportunity of entertainment, and and take conscious note of of who and where you are, and more importantly, where you're not, brother. And if your cellular memory does trigger those type of uh, those type of visceral reactions, then yeah, then then yeah, maybe stick away from them or or tell your, your therapist that that's the reaction you're having. You're having a fight or flight reaction to, to watching something. And of course, veterans have a lot of help, man. If you're a veteran, make sure you check out the VA website. They'll, they'll point you in the right direction. While they get a lot of shit for being a bad, bad hospital sometimes, they are really helpful for situations like this when you need that little psychological boost, uh, a, a, little, a, little, uh, a little truth and a little relocation, man. They're really good at helping you out. Last one, Cat Cat in NYC asks, "Does the win of Henzo Gracie in his fifties inspire you guys and gals to compete?" Starting with you, Empty Resig. 
does does it make you forget your tennis elbow? And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I'm, inflammation I apologize. Me and Ray having, we're having uh, uh, fights with Mike. Um, no, I, I I still compete. I, not in fighting, but I compete in, in golf. And, mm. uh, you know, I still get a charge on trying to shoot the lowest score possible. That's you awesome. Know, you always have, you know, you always want to, you know, strive for for either ma- matching what you were doing when you were younger or, or, or shooting even lower. So for me, you know, uh, not necessarily physical contact, just, uh, you know. Cool. That's right. Fight shape reaching. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never had a desire to compete against other humans. I always compete against myself. Um, even when I was fighting with professional fighters, it was kind of like a practice squad player on an NFL team. I don't care. I just want to know what I can do. Um, but what I do compete against every day is human physiology. And what I mean by that is 53 years of age, TRT free, gear free, all that horse shit free that makes training easier, much easier, or results easier. And my job every day is to see how I can push human physiology through food, sleep, and training past potential points that we said it can't go as you age. That's my competition on a daily basis. Very admirable, sir. And I do like how you use technology. Sometimes when I'm working out and I see you training or either by yourself or training one of your fighters. It doesn't hurt to measure things. I see you start measuring things. You use your camera at different angles Mm -hmm. to see, to notice that kind of stuff. I love that. Ray Longo. Man, I tell you, definitely inspires, and I don't expect anything less from Henzo, yeah, knowing, knowing awesome. the guy, and I expect him to be doing the same thing at 60. I don't <laughs> think anything's going to stop him, but uh, yeah, just an inspiration in general, but he always is. I mean, Henzo's a born fighter, and uh, he, he he loves to compete. I think he, you could pull him out of the crowd to compete, so I'm inspired for him. You know, yeah, you know sure. It inspires yeah, me to cool. keep going, but I think Henzo's 51, I don't even remember 51, Dennis. I mean, <laughs> Me uh, either. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a baby at this point. I'm not even sure. <laughs> hey, Ray, uh, I would just say yeah. what you've achieved in the yeah. last year and a half is competition, yeah. my man. But I'm saying he is inspirational, but he yeah. always was. I mean, Enzo's a, he's a pisser. Legend. And, and again, I think he's going to do that when he's 60. I don't think you're stopping that guy. Mm, from, not, he, well, he was saying, it, yeah. why are you calling this my retirement fight? Yeah, like, right. Who's retiring? Yeah, like, he's... he's He's got that. I think that he's and, and yes, to me as well. Uh, also, not not fifty one, uh, but well on my way. Uh, I I'm competing. I, I was showing Chris upstairs. I had eight tabs open on my computer. All of them jujitsu tournaments that I want to see if That's I correlates cool. with where I'm speaking. One in Dallas. One in Maryland. Where, like wh- wherever I can go, if I can get in there and and compete. That's great. Seeing uh, training at at, at Henzo's. First of all, you're, it's like uh, you're in a building full of, of, of the who's who of, of combat and not people who endeavor in all walks of life to be the be- at their best. Something that Henzo said about a week before his, his fight, he was, he, was, uh, he was teaching a no-gi class there. And everything he says is, is half of a joke a lot of times. He, he, he dispenses wisdom with humor. But one thing he, he said that, that I really took to was – um, someone asked him the how how uh, gr- grueling his training was, and he said, "Listen, I've been doing this a long time, man." He says, "I'm not. I, I'm going. I'm focusing on what I know. I'm good at. That's 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 what I'm doing." <laughs> I like, think he's being very honest. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, "I I'm focusing on what I'm good." He said, "I already know I'm going to get tired." 
<laughs> like, I already know I'm going to get tired. He said, but, but what happens before that is what the other guy should be worried about. <laughs> that's great. And, and that's exactly what he is. And I, and I took note of that because that's, as a behaviorist, and you guys know, you're, you're not going to, if, if you take me on as a client and you're going to try and teach me how to slam dunk a basketball, that's insane. But you're going to take the, the powers I do have. As you said, I didn't get the cards. But if, but if you take the powers that you do have and emphasize that and become refined and proven hands on that level, man, you're, you're competing in everything that you do no matter what. So thank you so much for that, Kat. We, we managed to keep you here for the whole show, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. We thought we were going to lose you. Dennis the Menace. Shout out to Eddie Truck Gordon who's fighting this week. Good luck, Ooh. brother. We know you put in that work. We know you put in that time. Ray Longo, I saw the schedule of fighters you got going on at He's that gym. Woo! First stop, Dallas, and you go to. Is there any bigger difference between Dallas and Moscow? I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a greater difference that you'll be experiencing, but uh, shout out to out everybody. Soon. You're going to find out, and, and, and hopefully you'll, you'll and even Dennis, make some money. What are the places in Russia where they kill you? Just so you don't want to go over there. <laughs> no, they exist. Yeah, just, if you can, just give me a hint. Usually the satellites. Not Moscow. The Republic of Georgia, they might kill him. <laughs> you're going to be like Elvis in, in yeah. Russia. Oh, yeah. you can, well, you're well, right I remember when I had that black wig. On, right? <laughs> I remember when I fought in uh, Mexico City. On the way to the arena, they had, we had like cops on every corner. And we were just running red lights. We didn't yeah, stop yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's that was a, nice a spot feeling. where uh, got a little sketchy. That's a, that's a nice feeling. <laughs> um, but everybody, check out MMAandBeyond.com. Please check out. Uh, you got Ray Longo MMA. We have uh, Fight Shape underscore Ricci, MT Resig. We have the Breaking It Down podcast with Dr. Sherry. And, of course, our guest today, UFC featherweight fighter, Menace Bermudez. That's Menace Bermudez. Dennis the Menace. Thank you, Dennis the Menace Really 20 and 6. That's his record. (laughs) Killing the game, brother. Keep your head up. Thank Thank you so much for for, for for coming on, man. We wish you the best. You have an open invitation to come back anytime. Folks, this is MMA and Beyond. We'll catch you next time. Later.